Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, we are continuing to look at the purposes of suffering today in our lives according to scripture. Just by way of quick review, yesterday we looked at the first three and that they are that according to the Bible, we can find examples of how suffering purges fleshly and sinful desires from our our lives and our hearts, but it also can purify us and, and instill godly and heavenly oriented desires in our lives and that it also produces uh, character in our lives as well. So today I want to continue on with our alliterated list here and and to jump into number four and that is that suffering points and points to what? Well let's look at a, a few verses here. In Philippians 3.20 it says that our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Peter 3.13 says, But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And then in Hebrews 13.14, the writer of Hebrews says, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. The suffering that you and I face in this life is, at least in part, intended to remind us that this world is not our home, that if we belong to Christ, that our citizenship ultimately is not in this world or any nation in it. Our citizenship is ultimately in heaven with Christ. And so as we suffer, part of the intent of that suffering is to remind us that there is a life to come. And that ultimately our citizenship is, as Paul says, in heaven. And that that is what we should wait for and look forward to and should orient our thinking around. The next thing that suffering does is that it prepares. In Romans 6.22, Paul writes, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. Peter writes in 1 Peter 5.10, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And then one more, 2 Corinthians 4.17, Paul says again, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Now, again, I I want to focus on what Paul says here in in 2 Corinthians in just a minute, but the overarching point of these three passages is to just illustrate again that suffering in this life is intended once again to prepare us for the life to come, that there is a direct through line between what we face in this life and the life that we will live forever with God. If we are believers, in other words, there's nothing that happens in this life that isn't for a purpose. And that purpose is directly connected to what we are intended to be doing forever in the life to come. So there's no accidents. 
And there's nothing that you or I will face in this life that God doesn't intend to be used in our lives to prepare us to fulfill the the work and the duty that he has for us uh, for all of eternity in heaven. Now, I want to just briefly touch on this thing that Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.17. When he calls this affliction that we face in this life light and momentary, it's easy, I think, to read that and, and take it the wrong way. I don't think that what Paul is saying here is that the suffering that you and I face in this life, and for some of us and people that we know, the suffering has been great. It has been lifelong in some cases. That by calling this affliction of the suffering in this life light and momentary, what Paul is not saying is that the suffering that you and I face in this life it has it is of no value, that it is insignificant. Quite the contrary. I think that the the total concordance of scripture is that the suffering we face in this life is significant for all the reasons that we've talked about over the past two days. Suffering accomplishes or is intended to accomplish so much in our lives. It is anything but insignificant. But what Paul is, I think, saying is when we look at our suffering in this life in light of the proper perspective, which is eternity, which is the context for this verse when he's writing, that in comparison to all of eternity, when we look back on the suffering that you and I faced in this life, it will seem to us fleeting. It will seem to us like it was light and momentary. In the same way that the years of training that a athlete, say, spends to sacrifice to become a, an elite participant and competitor so that they can go on to win international fame and, and win gold medals in the Olympic Games, say, for instance. If you were to ask them after they had won and accomplished their goal, if all the preparation and all the practice and all the 4 a.m. wake-ups and all the extreme dieting and exercise and all the suffering that they went through, if it was worth it, I, I think the vast majority, if not all, would say, yes, of course it was worth it. That in hindsight, it doesn't seem as bad as when you're in it. And I think that's part of Paul's point is that if we are looking back on our earthly lives from the perspective of eternity, when we're with Christ, when we are finally in our forever home, the suffering that you and I faced, as bad as it was at the time, will seem worth it. And that sort of transitions into the the bigger point is that all the things that we've looked at over the last couple days, all the purposes of suffering in our lives to purge sin and the flesh, to purify our minds, to produce in us character that is like Christ, to point us to heaven and to prepare us for the role and responsibility that we will someday have in heaven. All of that is just in this earthly life are, are just the purposes that our suffering has. So the question that we need to look at next is what about in the life to come? We've started to allude to heaven and the idea of heaven. And the, the question that we're going to pick up with next in this series is how will heaven mitigate our suffering on earth? So we've looked at how the suffering that we face on earth 
can be good in, in the sense that it can produce good. It, it itself isn't good, but there is good that can come out of it. And that's just within our earthly lives. What about in heaven and from the perspective of eternity? That's the next big question we're going to look at. 